everyone, and welcome back to Pod Save My 20s. I'm Tara, and we have our first ever guest with us today. Welcome to the podcast, Heidi. Hi, I'm Heidi. <laughs> I Heidi's am in here. my 20s. <laughs> Heidi is here with us today to talk about having pets in your 20s. Heidi and I both have pets. I have a cat and Heidi has a dog. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how we came to those decisions to adopt and all the fun stuff that's come with having pets in our 20s. But before we start, we're going to go into our moment of truth. So every week we share moments that made you feel feel like you were in your 20s and just reminded you that this was the time of your life that you're in. So Heidi, what's your moment of truth this week? Yeah, I've had a lot of moment of truths this week. And um, I guess the one that's glaring out at me right now is that I am transitioning to another job currently. And I am, this is the first time I'm about to have an exit interview. And so the reason why I am transitioning jobs is because I wasn't super happy at the current job. And I honestly don't know whether I should just be brutally honest with them in the exit interview or just be respectful and leave. So that's my Mm. moment of truth. And I think it'll be a game time decision. (laughs) Yeah, that's a hard one. I don't, I don't know the answer. You know, I've never been in that situation before. You'll have to report back and let let us know how that goes and what you decide to do. (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah, I'll let you know. Okay. My moment of truth. Oh, shoot. I have to figure it out now. (laughs) Yeah, I I usually write stuff that happens to me in my notes, (laughs) just so I remember. (laughs) No, it's probably Mm. isn't the best place, but (laughs) yeah it's good to to keep notes I guess okay so mine is also work related so I'm swapping some responsibilities with one of my coworkers, and it's been like an ongoing conversation and we just figured out that like our strengths were better suited for different responsibilities within the organization and it made sense to swap And it's always like so scary going into those meetings. You know, I was like nervous and I kind of didn't know how it was going to go. And there was a lot to talk about, but it ended up just being like a really nice conversation and being about my professional growth and like the like future for me and stuff like that. And so it was definitely like a moment of truth of like, okay, it's all good. Yes. Whatever it is. (laughs) I feel like a lot of times, especially working remotely, meetings seem so formal and scheduled conversations sound so formal and intimidating but then when you actually get there it's nothing (laughs) yeah it's like not as big of a deal as it like seems or it would feel a lot more comfortable and casual in person but because we're doing it virtually it just feels like there's more I don't know it feels like a little scarier anyway (laughs) so so we're gonna we're gonna go into our topic for the week which is all about like having pets in our 20s. And so before we even start talking about all of the things that come with that, I think it we should brag about our pets for a second. So Heidi, can you of tell course. us about your pet and what you yes. love about them? 
Okay, so my pet is a 25 pound, two and a half years old Catahoula leopard dog, but she is also a mutt. We think she's mixed with some terrier and she is so expressive and spunky. She looks like a classic mutt, like brown with some black spots, kind of like a scrappy do. She has two different colored eyes, one blue and one brown. It's um, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she's just, um, she loves to cuddle. She's a homebody, but she will also play with other dogs at the park. And she is just a ray of sunshine in my life during COVID. <laughs> Amazing. Did you say her name? <laughs> yes. So her name is Lily. I couldn't remember if you said it. I think but... I said it in the beginning or may- okay. maybe I didn't. If you did, we'll cut this part out. But if you didn't, okay. we'll leave it in. <laughs> so um, yeah, her name is Lily. We think she's a Catahoula leopard dog and terrier mix. And those breeds are really common in Louisiana, which is where she came from and got transported to Detroit. Oh, wow. That's so cool. I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah. The foundation that rescued her is called the Bissell Foundation. And that might sound familiar because they also sell vacuums. Okay. Yeah. That's, that is what it sounds like. (laughs) Yeah. So I have a cat and he is a very fun cat. His name is Bialy. He's very friendly. He's probably the friendliest cat I have ever met. I think most of my friends would agree. A lot of people compare him to acting like a dog just because of how friendly he is. He always just like loves to be the center of attention and is like the opposite of cat <laughs> in front of people. But he's very much a cat in in real life. And he sleeps a lot. And he is, you know, silly and snarky like cats can be. And he is also like the best thing that ever happened to me. Even though he's totally been a pain in the butt and have had like so many medical issues with him, which we'll get into later. I cannot wait to talk to to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I still love him so much. And he has added so much to my life. And he also he's famous on TikTok. If you've ever seen the video of a cat drinking out of a cup, like with their like whole like head in the cup, that's Bialy. What's your handle? My handle is Tara and Bialy. (laughs) Because he's the star. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I will Um, download TikTok just for that. (laughs) Yeah. He's actually famous. We have like, we at one point had almost 15,000 followers, but we've slowly been, we've slowly been getting unfamous. It's a really fun (laughs) (laughs) experience to go through. We're down to like 13 something, but Uh, it's fine. (laughs) What a cycle. (laughs) I know. What a cycle. All right. So Let's start out our, the first question that we're each going to take a little bit of a stab at here is how did you know you were ready to adopt a pet? And looking back, do you think you were actually ready? That is the best question to ask because I 100% believed I was ready because I had a job and income. I was living, I am living with my partner and I was living with my partner at the time And I just kind of secretly applied for Lily 
without telling him because I, I had applied for other dogs before in the past, but no one ever got back to me. So I just applied for Lily because I thought she was really cute. She really needed rescuing. <laughs> so I, yeah, I applied for her. And next thing you know, I get an email back saying that they're ready for me to come meet her. And then afterwards, they just assumed I was going to take her home forever. So that was really fast. I definitely would say that I was not prepared for what came next. And I actually made a PowerPoint presentation for my partner, Spencer, to convince him to adopt this dog that we now have. <laughs> so that was kind of a roller coaster and it happened so fast. And I was looking back, I was definitely not ready. What about mm-hmm. you? What about Biali? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's sort of like becoming a first time parent. It's like a similar scenario having a pet for a first time, even though I grew up with pets, it's different when you're responsible for them. And I was the same way I thought like I, I actually had been working like full time for a while. This was my second like full time job and I had just moved and like, it's time like I'm starting my life here and it's time for me to get a pet. And I actually went to the shelter and I wasn't, I went in saying like, I'm going to meet the pets that are there, meet the animals and like, I'll see what happens. Yeah. And And of course went into the kitten room and picked up this really cute little like orangey gray tabby and actually I had to ask to pick up another another cat and that cat wasn't cooperating (laughs) (laughs) and it was like this little black cat so then I I picked out this other cat to to hold and I'm holding this cat in my hands and he's just purring in my arms I mean how could you not after that so so this is the first cat that I picked up like that I even like touched at the shelter And so I'm with my friend and I'm like, all right, like, I can't just get the first cat that I hold. Like, I should at least like look around. Like, you know, I had actually gone in really thinking about um, adopting a senior cat and I hadn't quite, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And then I kept looking at cats and I was like, oh my God, I need to go back and get that cat. And I, and I went back to, I ran back to the kitten room (laughs) And someone else was holding him. No. And I, I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, someone else is holding my cat. They're and, going and to I, take him. Yeah. And I talked to them and they were like, no, like, don't, don't even worry. Like, we're just, vol- we're just a volunteer, like holding the cat. Like you definitely can take him home today. What a and so at, from, from that moment on, he was my cat. And I think I was as prepared as I could have been. I think I was prepared as anyone could have been and I still wasn't prepared. And so that's like the important piece here, right? (laughs) It's funny because even though Spencer was not ready to adopt, he came out with a list of 40 questions to ask the rescue person who was working at that time. And she just didn't really know a lot of the questions because they are swamped all the time. They are doing God's work. They, so she, she was just like answering to the best of her abilities 
and Spencer came out with this list and she was like, oh my gosh, you guys came prepared. But in hindsight, we really were not prepared. (laughs) You could do all the research that you want, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's different when it's happening. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So what is something you wish you knew before adopting your pet, before adopting Lily? (laughs) Yeah. So Lily was definitely a handful when we got her, because when you are rescuing and adopting a pet who has had a not so great life before, um, the, the pet is probably going to come with a lot of health problems and personality issues. Um, Not that it's their fault or anything, but when we first got Lily, she had been abused and there's this thing called newspaper syndrome where Mm -hmm. um, the person who abused her would like smack their butts with newspapers or whatever, right? So um, they would get hit for discipline and it's really sad and you can kind of see when you know you get mad or you get close to the pet that she or the pet might put its tail like between their legs and their butt down and it's really really sad Um, and on top of that she would not even want to go outside she didn't have a lot of muscles so she would trip down the stairs it was really sad but i mean she's very muscular now loves to run with other dogs so it's fine but it was definitely a process to get her exposed to outside um, and other dogs and other humans she is very friendly now but when we first got her, she would be really afraid of new people and she just would not, she would circle the room and we would tell guests to just ignore her when they mm-hmm. first came or else she would just run away. So that was something that we weren't really prepared for, just getting her used to any environment, especially because like we were also living in Detroit. It was really loud and this, you know, all the city sounds and smells and yeah, it was just really difficult for her to get used to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me and Bialy, there was a lot of things. I mean, the first thing I wish that I knew was that his like health um, record wasn't comprehensive at all. And even though he was a kitten and appeared to be in good health, he actually ended up being really sick and having like major, major medical issues to the point where like, I almost lost him within like the first couple of weeks of having him. And that was really hard and really scary to go through. But he, he was like a trooper and I was prepared in that regard. I had pet insurance, it didn't, yes. obviously didn't cover everything, but like but you very need much pet insurance. Yes. Yes. If that's like the number one thing you, if you're going to get a pet at any point in your life, you need pet insurance. Thank God I had pet insurance. This cat as a kitten had like the most insane medical issues. But honestly, the thing that I remember the most was he so he just is like a quirky little cat and like pets you know pets have different things and basically a lot of his quirks stem stem from the fact that he was removed from his mother at 
basically like a day old like he I think like from what I remember he had arrived at the shelter the day that like him he was born his whole litter was brought there and so he was always bottle fed and he I he was the last of his litter to be adopted which leads me to believe that he maybe was a little bit smaller or like you know something something was going on there he like has weird quirks from just having that experience of being this tiny little kitten you know and not getting to to like be with his mother the way he should have so um he can be very clingy um but also distant (laughs) like a he's like a a little like he he needs to always see me he likes to be in the vicinity of me but he doesn't necessarily want to like cuddle all the time um he's very he's particular cat and cats are particular right yes but I'm trying to think like what else when he was, he was very bad with like separation anxiety when we first got wow. him. Well, yeah. when I first got him, I couldn't like be in my room with the door closed and he, he would just like oh. freak out. Wow. Um, I, I guess I've never heard of cats having separation anxiety. I feel like they're so independent. Um, but yeah, that's so he is, he is more, he's much more independent now. Yeah. Um, he also is on like anxiety medication, like the rest of us, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like he, for the first like few months, my sleep schedule was a mess because yep. he couldn't, we couldn't like balance it out. It took a really long time for both of us to get in sync with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was almost like um, having, you know, like having a newborn, but not really, (laughs) but like still. Every person I talk to says that getting a new dog is like having a child. And because I've never had a child, I really don't know what that's like. And I don't understand what they're talking about. But now I do. Yeah, it's um, you're adjusting your sleep schedule. Sometimes Lily wakes us up at 4am for no good reason still mm-hmm. um yeah. we had to potty train her for the first few months because wherever any new places she would go she would want to pee there just to I don't know mark her territory or something mm-hmm. and it was just so much it was really almost like having a baby not yeah. exactly like that not as hard but <laughs> kind of similar (laughs) no definitely I think that it's like ongoing because they're they're pets like they're not they're not like human beings and so Bialy still wakes me up all the time just because he's like bored and I'm like can you not like do you not see him sleeping (laughs) you know (laughs) but they're funny like that I have not slept in since we got Lily and that's not necessarily a bad thing because I'm very lazy and she makes me get up which is good but I will say like I haven't really slept past nine or ten which I guess isn't that early but still I am not a morning person at all so (laughs) I understand for sure okay so one more thing I'll add about the health issues part is that when Lily got spayed, she got something called aspiration pneumonia during the spay, which is when they're under anesthesia, but they'll breathe in something that causes some complications in their lungs. So she would not eat or drink for a few days. And we got super worried. So we took her to the vet 
and she had to get x-rays and everything super expensive super scary we Mm -hmm. we didn't know if she was going to make it through because she had to take a bunch of antibiotics and freak accidents can happen like that without you even realizing like I did not realize she had pneumonia um, until we took her to the vet and for that reason pet insurance is just the best I everybody needs to have it no matter yeah. what. Yeah. I mean, I wish that I had even invested in better pet insurance than the one that I have. And I'm so thankful that I have that one. Yeah. I mean, Biali has been through it and it's really hard and it's really scary and they yeah. can't communicate with you. And the experience of working with vets for me has been really negative. Not that they like, not for any reason they great care. Like, you know, he's, I'm like so thankful for everything they've done. I just really struggle with the way that veterinary medicine works in the sense that when you, I, you know, Bialy was sick about a month ago now and my roommate and I took him to the emergency vet and he was like not breathing and they took him in and it like took a while to get him in and all that stuff. And before they even like do anything, they, they, well, in this case, they call because we had to wait outside because of COVID. They call to say, this is how much it's going to cost. Do you still want to do it? Like, wow. Always. I'm surprised you haven't had that experience. Um, Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Every time, every time I've had to do anything with Bialy with the vet, the process is always like, here's the numbers before we do anything. Like, let us know if that's okay, which I appreciate. And at the same time, like it puts you in such a hard position. Of course, you don't want to say no. And of course, like, I have no idea what they mean, like what any of the things they're telling me means. And so it's, it's really strange. And I don't like it that experience at all. And so at least the last time that we had this, you know, had to take him to the emergency vet, we had the, I knew how the insurance work. I had been through it all before. And I was like, okay, I have, I have the care credit card. Um, I only, I only use it. It's just for Bialy for an emergency. And like, I, as soon as I use it, I submit to the insurance and then I get refunded and pay it right off. You know, it's so I knew I was prepared but it can be really scary and very overwhelming. But what I will say is in my experience, I'm I'm always rather be safe than sorry. Like Mm -hmm. I've never once regretted taking Bialy to get checked for something. And I'm really thankful that I, that I have every time because, you know, it's definitely at least once saved his life. So, and that's just like the real, the real life, like the real truth about having pets, regardless of what age is like, you're going to have to deal with those things. Yeah. Um, You have to take them to the vet whenever something happens, you have Mm -hmm. to go. Right. You're, you're responsible for, for their life. So (laughs) yeah, I don't know what else to tell you. (laughs) Yeah, it's yeah, it's really that. Okay, so let's look at another question here. Um, What is something that you have learned from having a pet in your 20s? 
That's a good question. I've learned a lot of things from Lily. She has taught me so much patience. And I know that's a very cheesy thing to say, but I mentioned earlier that she was very difficult to, you know, she she was extremely scared. She would refuse to go anywhere. If as soon as she heard a car door slam, she would run the opposite direction. One time she slipped out of her collar onto the street and I was not okay afterwards. Obviously she was fine, but it was, it could have been way worse. And I think, yeah, I, I would say a lot of patience because we we had to do everything we could to get her energy out, right? And um, get her to go outside and get exposed to different noises outside. And we, I would drive, after work, I would drive another 15 to 20 minutes to take her to a secluded park or area that she could just run around by herself. And then we would stay there for an hour and then I would drive back. And that just took a toll on me because I was just so upset that she was scared of everything. And that's the only thing we could really do to get her to come out of her shell. But I would say that it's, uh, it's, definitely worth it. It was amazing. She has come such a long way from, you know, when we, the day, day one, when we first got her, she, she's a totally different dog. She did a complete 180. So yeah, definitely patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think patience is probably along the lines of what I would also say. And maybe for like, a different for a different reason um Bialy when he when I first got him he would just pee all over my apartment and I no matter what I did I couldn't I couldn't figure out I couldn't get him to stop and then it actually turned out that it was part of his like medical issue like part of his like like he was in pain and he was like scared and so that was his like reaction yeah and so that was you know really scary but I think through all of that and being at my absolute wits end cleaning up pee out of the carpet all over this apartment that I that I used to live in I can't I like I think they must have had to change the carpets, honestly. Like, I feel so bad. I did my best to, like, clean them, you know, but there's only, like, so much a carpet can take. But at the end of the day, like, realizing that he wasn't doing that because he was, like, being bad or, like, acting out. He was, like, doing that because he was, like, scared and, like, something was wrong. That was an important lesson for me to learn and that things aren't always, like, what they seem. And it's, I think that even like applies to, you know, our like everyday lives and people. people Yeah. Like, I mean, in, in different ways, I think that uh, again, like things aren't always like they seem. Um, And sometimes people can't tell you things and pets can't tell you when things are wrong. And so um, sometimes it comes out in a way that maybe isn't great, but there's usually something more to the story than that. Yeah. And, you know, thank God, like once he had his surgery that he ended up being okay. And, you know, that's another lesson is just watching my pet and like 
my first pet and this creature that I like cared so much for, like go through so much pain and then just be still so loving and so sweet and so friendly with people. That's like taught me everything. Yeah. Like that's, I appreciate that. And I feel like I'm really lucky to have him. Like, I know that I, I imagine that if he had ended up with any other adopter that he might not have survived because his situation was so bad and so expensive. Um, And the vet, even my like original vet or my home vet that isn't a specialist because he did end up at a specialist vet was like basically told me at the beginning when we they started to figure out what was wrong with him they were like you know a lot of people don't go through with treatment for this because it's very expensive and not guaranteed to work and I said this cat is four months old like give him a chance you know let's see what we can do and and no one gave up on him it just was like I think people are used to to that conversation happening and that was really hard yeah and that's probably why they tell you the price before they act right Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah no and uh, kind of going off of that I feel like it's really easy to get frustrated and mad at something that you don't understand so in Bialy's case he kept peeing everywhere and you just did not understand why and with Lily when when we would go to the park and we drove all the way out there and she would just curl up in a little like scared shivering ball I would not understand and I would want to like force her to go out and run in the fields and stuff but it it was just her telling me that she's not ready she's still scared you know Mm -hmm. and that's not anybody's fault well it's the person who had her before's fault but (laughs) you know it's just like really all about patience and understanding and that's something that I I'm a very impatient person I'm very straightforward very you know snappy Mm -hmm. (laughs) kind of seize the day kind of person but she definitely taught me to just relax and take it one step at a time and I you know that's something that's invaluable to me yeah I think really patience is like a key component of being a good pet parent. Yeah. You just have to be. And it can be really hard. But yeah, (laughs) especially when they're waking you up (laughs) like Bialy's been doing (laughs) every day. He's just been like meowing. And he his new thing is that he used to just like wake me up because he wanted me to feed him. Now he'll like wake me up and I'll feed him, but he doesn't want to eat by himself. So, um, oh, he needs so. somebody to eat with. That's yeah. So, <laughs> so that's his new thing. Um, <laughs> and we love it. For a while. <laughs> we love it. We love to see it. It's pretty funny. So, my next question, which I actually didn't share with you before, but I think that we've sort of like touched on some of this is, Do you have any like scary stories from, you know, that you've had with your pet and you can either, you know, if you want expand on some of the things you've talked about already, or if there's like another story that you want to talk about too. Um, I've touched on the health issues, the pneumonia. When she was scared, she got out of her collar and onto the street 
that wasn't even i mean that was some of the worst stuff but um we we take her to the dog park regularly and lily is 25 pounds she's a small girl um and a lot of dog parks don't have a small dog area and she's kind of at that size where she can hang with bigger dogs and smaller dogs so we we put her in the big dog area when we think it's okay and sometimes you know dogs just I don't know if they think she's game or like a rabbit or something or a squirrel but she gets she does get picked on sometimes by bigger dogs and she's been she's been attacked a few times at the dog park and it's always been so scary because you're not supposed to get in between the dogs but then you really don't know what to do um, because Mm -hmm. then the dog who's attacking could start attacking you but she I mean she hasn't actually been severely hurt at all but it is scary when that happens because the dogs are always bigger and stronger and just cannot control their excitement when she goes into the park (laughs) Um, and yeah, it's, it's very scary. It's something that you don't know going into being a dog owner. You just, nobody tells you that like, oh, there's a possibility that your dog doesn't get along with another dog at the park and they might get into it and you don't know what to do after that. So it has been really scary when that happens, but, um, usually the other dog owner just grabs their dog and it's fine. And then you just leave which is protocol but you know sometimes like sometimes it does get really scary and it does last a long time mm-hmm. yeah. I, I would imagine. just say beware yeah <laughs> if you go to the dog yeah. park <laughs> <laughs> I think it's different with cats um my scary moment really probably the scariest moment that I've had was when I brought Bialy to the vet for the first time when he was like really sick and I I didn't quite I wasn't quite comprehending what was going on he like he was presenting signs of severe illness but they weren't things that I like knew to look for so I felt a lot of guilt around that particularly like the the peeing and like all that stuff like those were like signs that I just like didn't like I wasn't super aware of at the time but when I took him to the vet I really like didn't think it was so bad I actually thought that he might be like constipated or have like a urinary tract infection just like something like weird going on like that and they immediately like jumped into action he was boarded there overnight that first time like that was the first time and he was like so little and clearly like so sick by the time I left he like started really presenting being sick a lot more than I had like seen at home and it was absolutely like terrifying as a pet parent to go through that and the second time would be that the recent time when we took him to the animal hospital and I had been through it all before so I was feeling like okay about it but because of COVID we couldn't I couldn't go in with him and we had to just wait outside for them to come get him I was holding him in my lap in in his carrier and he was like hyperventilating like in the carrier Um, I think actually because he was just scared like I think he got really scared and so I was just like, oh my goodness, like, I don't know what's going to happen. And it was like the second time that like, 
I was bringing him because something seemed off. And then all of a sudden it seems like a lot worse by the time we were there. And it ended up being a lot more okay than the fir- his first episode with being sick, but still very scary. And I think I'll always be just like really nervous anytime I, I notice that he's like not feeling okay because they just can't tell you what's going on. And it's really it's really hard to, to navigate. I, I felt that again that time because I had noticed throughout the day that he was like a little off and I was monitoring monitoring him. And I had even called my vet. We had set up an appointment for the following day, but he just couldn't, like, I couldn't wait until the following day to get him care. And so we ended up at the emergency vet. And I'm so glad again, I'm so glad that we did. Yes. There is a fine line, I think, between being worried and waiting it out um, and like taking action. I feel Mm -hmm. like yeah, I feel like I'm the kind of person to want to wait it out and see if it just goes away because usually when I'm sick, that's what happens. Right. But it's different with your child, <laughs> your pet. Yeah, it's it's totally different because they can't tell you what they're feeling. You don't really know the symptoms until it happens, right? So yeah, definitely mm-hmm. err on the safer side. <laughs> And just call the vet usually. Yeah. So with all of that said, all of the scary stories and everything, (laughs) do you think that you'll adopt another pet in your 20s? Why or why not? I laughed when I, I laugh at this question because I think if I were to adopt, if I were to adopt another pet, it would be a dog. And I'm pretty sure Spencer would kill me. I think he would absolutely implode um, just because the first one was a surprise for him. I, I would highly consider maybe adopting a match for Lily, like a sister for her. Mm. But at the same time, I do think that we have a good little family going on and she might get jealous. <laughs> and then Spencer <laughs> would also not be happy with me. So I think I'm, I'm okay for now. <laughs> yeah. For me and Bialy, I would love to, I would really love to adopt a dog. I think it's hard because I, I don't quite know like where I'm going to be over the next couple of years yet. And I'm already like a little worried that I'm going to have a lot to figure out (laughs) bringing a dog or bringing my cat wherever that may be. And of course, like he's coming with me, but I think that once I'm like a little bit more settled, I would love to adopt a dog. I'm really wanting him to get exposure to other animals. And I know that we talked about that before and maybe trying to introduce them. It's funny Um, because they have kind of similar personalities. Bialy is, I've, I mean, I've met Bialy and he is kind of like a dog yeah and yeah (laughs) Lily sometimes she needs her space she is very like she has characteristics of a cat too so Mm -hmm. maybe they would get along 
I know. I think, I think that they, they might. Bialy has met another dog before and he was totally fine, but the dog was like, not. (laughs) So, So you know, and so I think it it would be interesting. I think it would be nice for him because he seems to like want a lot of attention. And I think that he like really doesn't like when I'm like not home for a little while. So I think it would be nice for him to have a companion. Yeah. Um, to just Mm -hmm. hang out with (laughs) yeah (laughs) to get in trouble with most likely right but also you know I think that pets bring so much to our lives and I think that if it's the right time and like the stars align that I totally would get adopt another pet and I even I really love the idea of adopting like a senior animal I always just like look to see who's at the humane society and you know maybe one day I'll go go meet meet someone and come home with a a new friend for Bialy (laughs) that's amazing yeah we'll we'll see though yeah it's very up in the air right now (laughs) it is it is yeah you think about it for a long time but then it just actually happens like kind of quickly and like in the moment yeah uh that's what happened for me with pet number one so (laughs) yeah Okay, so I have one more question here and then we can maybe just talk about anything that you think we've missed or anything else you want to share. But the last question is, what is some advice that you would give to a new pet parent in their 20s? Adopt, don't shop. Um, it, it was a very difficult and challenging experience for Lily to be where she is now, but I think it was so worth it. And I know there's so many more animals like that who need to be adopted, who need patient, like somebody to be patient with them when so many other people aren't. So I think that is something that I I know that like a lot of breeded animals don't have these health issues and don't have these problems, but it's so rewarding. And like, unlike anything else, when you are the one who just turned this animal around, right, just changed their life, and then they changed your life. It's just incredible. Yeah, it's the best feeling. It sure is. I think my advice would be just to always like trust your gut when it comes to pets. I I followed that through our whole journey from like the moment of like when I first met my cat to to throughout his medical issues to now where he is just like such a joy and teaches me things every day and like is so funny and like I I taught like we taught him so many like funny tricks that I never even thought you could teach a cat and like helped me like go viral yeah helped me like go viral on TikTok that one time you know all that stuff it's just like you can't trade it for the world like you don't know like how much a pet's gonna bring to your life and I think if you're in a position where you're able to and I understand that like not everyone is and it took me a while to get there and I waited until 
I was 25 to adopt a pet. And even then, like we talked about at the beginning, like, I think you're never like quite prepared. But I think that if you're really like thinking about it, and you're asking the right questions, and you're being thoughtful, then you're probably more ready than you think you are. So, you know, think about like, like Heidi said, adopt, don't shop if you can. Um, If you can. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's, I think that's everything. That's all of our questions. Heidi, is there anything else that you want to talk about in regards to this topic? I'm, I don't think so. I, I'm actually thinking about um, how much money I've spent on just clothes for Lily over the past year. And that's something that needs to be out there and said just to get it off my chest. I have spent an obscene amount on like vests and harnesses for this dog. She is living a bougie life. Um, That's all I wanted to say. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I, I would say that I also need to confess that the amount of money that I've spent on Bialy for unnecessary things including like sweaters and costumes. He has a really funny, yeah, he has a really funny shark costume that we like to put him in sometimes and toys and like toys and like different kinds of litter and different kinds of litter boxes Mm -hmm. and like everything else. It's obscene. Like you're, you're, a hundred percent you will spend more money on a pet than you could ever imagine don't Um, keep track of it don't count it just (laughs) let it happen and you'll live a stress-free life (laughs) (laughs) yeah and get pet insurance get pet insurance pet insurance (laughs) what are you doing I know we talked about a lot of like really scary things and vet stuff but all of that like it was fine at the end because we had pet insurance (laughs) (laughs) yes Um, pet insurance was the one who paid (laughs) All right. So with that, I want to thank Heidi for being our first official guest on Podsy of My 20s. Thank you, Tara, for having me. Um, It was amazing. Yeah, I think Heidi will be back at some point. I hope that she'll come back and and be a guest star on our show. I can talk about skincare or lack thereof. You know, I could could talk about a lot of things. Not just skincare. You, my my failing really... eyesight, <laughs> my uh, my dry skin. How important <laughs> it is to floss. I could talk about all of that. Okay, I'm interesting in the flossing one. I think that there may be some controversy um, that we could discuss <laughs> in yeah. terms of flossing. Sounds good. All right. Well, just a reminder to everyone that please give us a subscribe and go and follow us on our Instagram. We're trying to post some fun stuff there. And we just did a really cool survey that got a lot of cool feedback. And we'll be bringing that to the podcast whenever you hear it, because so far we've just been recording and not actually publishing anything, but eventually we will. And eventually you'll be hearing this. So all right, subscribe. With that, <laughs> subscribe and bye. <laughs> bye.